Welcome to the next thing smoking with Brian Rogers and friends. At age 44, Brian Rogers, diagnosed with six life-threatening diseases, decided to heal himself with plant-based barbecue and foods. In six months, he lost 120 pounds and reversed all diseases with plant-based barbecue. Now he wants to share how he did it with you and introduce you to world-class experts that'll explain how it worked, how to lose weight, how to heal yourself, and how to make the most amazing plant-based barbecue and more. You're listening to the next thing smoking with Brian Rogers. Rogers and friends. And now, here's your host, Brian Rogers. Hey everyone, it's Brian Rogers and welcome back. Episode number 5 of The Next Thing Smoking with Brian Rogers and friends. We're going to be getting to those friends shortly, but I'm still laying the background for how I set myself up to be in a position to use barbecue and use plant-based foods in general to lose 120 pounds and reverse six life-threatening diseases in six months. On the previous episodes, I talked all about like how I grew up as a child, how I overcame, how I was, was inflicted with being obese as a child, how it felt to be obese as a child, how it felt all the years growing up, how I used some, some sports and some uh, positive influences to kind of make me feel better and make me not like focus on those type of things all the time. I went to college and got a degree that I knew nothing about and how that set me up for future success. How I have a huge background. I've been cooking barbecue for over 30 years. I've won hundreds and hundreds of awards. I'm well known in the barbecue community, in the meat-based barbecue community. So now, leading up to this episode, this episode is all about how my meat-based barbecue, how my history in barbecue set me up for plant-based barbecue and how I arguably invented plant-based barbecue. Although I don't think it's much of an argument, not too many people would say otherwise, but there might be somebody out there who can maybe predate a plant-based barbecue dish before the one that I created in 1999. So we'll see. It's debatable. Maybe we'll do that on a future episode, but here we go. This is really getting literally into the meat of things. No pun intended there. Another dad joke. But with food being such a large part of my life today, you would think that I come from a really long line of great cooks, family recipes handed down from generation to generation, and possibly even professional chefs. Well, that simply isn't the case. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I love my family with my whole heart and my whole soul as dear as they are to me. None of them were that great at cooking. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry to my grandparents. All of them had things they could cook. I mean, my mom, both grandmas, and heck, even my sister have a few dishes that they cook really, really well. And they become obviously better cooks in their later lives and stuff like that. But they all had a few dishes that they could cook really well. And I enjoy eating them. I still do to this day. I even crave them on occasion but probably more so because it reminds me of them and the great times that we've shared more so than the actual food itself. But suffice it to say, we ate a lot of processed foods growing up a lot. We ate out a lot. Most of the time it was either fast food or at one of the amazing barbecue hole in the wall restaurants that literally lined the streets of Kansas city in the eighties. And they were oh so amazing and still are. 
being involved in baseball, as you may or may not have heard if you haven't listened to a previous episode, but being involved in baseball at a very high level from a young age always meant a lot of travel and literally camping out at baseball fields all summer long. If you have kids in sports, whether it be baseball or not, you understand what I'm talking about. It's a big commitment. A lot of our family, friends, and the parents of my teammates were incredibly talented at smoking barbecue, particularly ribs and chicken, and the dish that Kansas City is most famous for, burn ends. One particular friend of our family was always bringing us tons of smoked barbecue for us to freeze and eat later. It was always a huge treat to heat up the ribs or pulled pork or burn ends and slather on the Zarda barbecue sauce, which I could literally drink right out of the bottle like it was Gatorade. At baseball tournaments, we would all either go out to eat together or someone would pick up barbecue and bring it to the ballpark. Huge barbecue carryout orders showed up at the ballpark from some of the most amazing barbecue restaurants that Kansas City is blessed with. And same way with other states. Like if you're from Texas or Memphis or other places, you probably have childhood experiences just like this. Or maybe it's not barbecue. Maybe it was Chinese food or Italian food or whatever. You can relate to this. For us, it was barbecue. But in Kansas City, a lot of the barbecue restaurants all had an incredible booming carryout business. And I hope they're really continuing on to that today with at the time of this recording, we're going through the coronavirus. So carryout's a huge, important part of life right now. But sadly, some of these restaurants have closed over the years in Kansas City, and some have remained very strong even to this day. Some of my favorites and our family favorites up in Kansas City have included, and some are closed, some are still open, places like Norm's or Smokehouse, Smokestack, Arthur Bryant's Barbecue, Rosedale's Barbecue, Martin City Barbecue, Zarda Barbecue, Gates and Sons Barbecue, and my all-time favorite, Marty's Barbecue up in the Northland. Almost without fail, these incredible carryout deliveries included ribs and chicken and pulled pork and burn-ins and coleslaw, cheesy potato casserole, sweet potato fries, and of course, my favorite thing of all, pit beans. They would also send along like piles and piles of paper plates and napkins and moist toilettes, which came in handy after feasting on amazing barbecue. Of course, a Kansas City meal or any barbecue meal, Texas barbecue, Memphis barbecue, whatever, but particularly in Kansas City, it wouldn't be complete without what we call the throw-ins, as they call them, which includes like plain white bread, pickles, and all loads and loads of extra sauces that always goes home and sits in the fridge, never gets thrown away and used from time to time. You can go to like refrigerators all over Kansas City, and you're probably going to find these like these little plastic cups of barbecue sauce from like 10 years ago. So those are the throw-ins. I love them. Now you can, you're going to learn from some of the recipes. If you visit any of my websites or you've seen any of my recipes before that a lot of the side dishes that I teach with plant-based barbecue are still the ones that I recommend and cook for myself and my family today. And a lot of them came from the dishes that I enjoyed eating during these times growing up. Now, I want to do a sidebar right now because we kind of talked about this, but even to this day, I want to talk about what I mean. We talk a lot about the word reeat, and you may have visited my YouTube channel or something like that and seen that we talk a lot about reed at the Rogers. And even to this day, although I'm a professional chef 
and an award-winning pitmaster, my family still eats the majority of their meals like we did at the baseball park back then. Um, we eat a majority of our meals during the week, like from paper, recyclable paper, paper plates. We call dinner time during the week at our house, read at the Rogers. And let me just tell you this, some of the most amazing barbecue and meals come from these kind of re meals. I suggest you do that with your family. They are oh so good and are a chance to be creative in an informal environment. I love that. Before placing paper plates, again, recyclable paper plates in front of my family, whoever's staying with us, and just after saying our favorite little mealtime prayer, I always repeat one of my favorite phrases from the late, great Louisiana Cajun chef, Justin Wilson. If you don't know who I'm talking about, you should look him up. He was one of the first real celebrity chefs. I loved Justin Wilson. He's no longer with us, but I always repeat something he always said, and it's, I guarantee, and that means, wow, this meal smells good. It looks good. It's going to be amazing. I guarantee. I always say that. I love that saying. But the reason we call it reed is because we use whatever we cooked in bulk, like on the weekends, then we recreate, we reheat, we reheat, and then we recycle the plates and silverware. We love it because it sets a very formal environment and reminds me of the good old days, so to speak. So back to the barbecue, the baseball tournaments and the barbecue growing up in Kansas City, barbecue competitions were always connected to festivals and baseball tournaments in Kansas City when I was growing up. On a fairly regular basis, our baseball games were played in the same huge city parks that hosted barbecue competitions and festivals and other large public events. Almost every festival and event, especially large sporting events that take place in Kansas City, also included, it still does today, but back then especially, included a barbecue competition. One of the huge competitions that, I talked about earlier in an earlier episode is the American Royal, which has cemented Kansas City as one of the barbecue capitals of the world. This competition has become the most well-known and certainly the most well-respected barbecue competition in the world. If you place in the top 10, much less actually win in any category at the American Royal, you are among barbecue royalty and well-respected in the barbecue community around the world. And I'm amongst that group. But the truth is, aside all barbecue competitions, put those aside for a second. The truth is that real authentic barbecue, the most amazing barbecue is made in backyards and kitchens all over Kansas City, including other small, you know, some small competitions where people are just there to have fun, celebrate our amazing heritage in Kansas City. It's not a knock on the larger bar uh, barbecue competitions or competitions outside of Kansas City in which I've competed and won. It's just different. When we had baseball tournaments in close proximity to these festivals, it literally brought everyone together. Just like in the colonialist period that I talked about in the last episode in the history of barbecue, um, just like then, when barbecue as we know it was invented, the entire team, sometimes even competing teams and families, would walk over to these festivals and would take part in these um, with these amazing barbecue dishes that were being prepared by incredibly passionate people. This was my first exposure in to the world of competition barbecue and barbecue festivals that are now plentiful throughout the United States and now spreading across the globe. 
And the barbecue continued while I continued to advance my baseball career. As I got older and started playing baseball at a higher level, travel became a necessity. We had to travel outside of Kansas City to be able to play in competitions and tournaments that would keep helping us get better instead of, let's just say, most of the time, pretty much blowing everybody out back home in Kansas City. Not all the time, most of the time. During our baseball team travels, our team always attracted a lot of attention at tournaments, not for our play, although we were pretty good, but we attracted attention at roadside parks and rest areas along the way. This was because we would literally set up camp that looked like a mini roadside barbecue pop-up, like at a rest area. We pulled out the smokers and grills and coolers and lawn chairs and blankets and food supplies. And then we went to work to feed over 20 very hungry 17 and 18 year olds, as well as coaches and any family members that were traveling with the team on this bus. Most of the time we ended up also feeding like highway workers and tourists passing by and anyone else that ended up being drawn in by the incredible smell of Kansas City barbecue. Oh, I love that smell. And if, if you love food like we do, everybody's always welcome around food. I mean, I think it's a really, I think it's funny, but I think it's really interesting that I'm that way. I cook food and I want, I, I like, we'll invite the whole neighborhood over to eat. I don't care what color they are, what family they're with, what religion they are, what politics they believe in. It doesn't matter with food, like come one, come all. I mean, it was like that when we stopped at these roadside places. I, it's just a great memory. I'm sure you have some great memories in your childhood and teen years growing up where food played a big part in what you were doing in, in life. If you're a foodie or anything like that, um, you would understand that. But I wasn't like most kids at that age, which that's when I started to really kind of feel like I kind of had, there was something about food. This was before I became a programmer and there was something about food. I mean, most of the kids at 17 and 18 who were on my baseball teams, they only wanted to eat the food and stayed away from cooking it or preparing it in any way. I was always interested in, in the shopping, like shopping for the selection that we're going to do, preparing menus, cooking and ex the execution of large meals and particularly barbecue. Our traveling team, which was called the train, ironically, had a friend of the team that traveled with us and was designated the head cook everywhere we went. I was always his helper during my time on the team doing whatever he needed done. I mean, I did this for two years. I was basically a gopher. It was always very interesting to me. And that's when I started to learn about, uh, about barbecue and about cooking for people. And that's when my transition to learning how to really cook started to become a reality to me, uh, um, was during that time period as a 17 and 18 year old. So that's it for this episode. I want to stop it here because on the next episode, I'm going to talk to you about my college years and how cooking started becoming more and more prevalent in my life and how I learned to cook and how I was introduced to the love of my life, Jen, and how that was another God thing. And one of the most important things that ever happened to me, because as you'll see, as we're building up to this journey here of how I lost 120 pounds, reversed six life-threatening diseases, 
learning how to cook and learning how food worked and learning a support system and love total trust in your support person because you are going to need support. If you're alone in this journey, whether you're trying to lose weight, feed your family healthier, help a child in need that might be fighting childhood obesity, or maybe it's your husband or your wife or your friend that's struggling with obesity or with a liver disease or with hypertension or sleep apnea, one of the other diseases that's happening right now, coronavirus is happening now. If you just want to help somebody or you want to go all out and you want to just go to plant-based like I did, you lost 120 pounds to lose. Like me, I've lost more than that now as of this recording. Whatever it is you want to do, it's important for you to understand the background of how and why it all happened and how you can set yourself up for failure and why your background does play an important role in everything you're doing even to this day and why. So on the future episode, we're getting into the fun stuff. We're getting into like how I actually learned about cooking, about food, and how I met my wife, my support system, my love, my rock, and how this all came about on the next episode. So with that said, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you find this helpful. Please go subscribe to this channel wherever you listen to podcasts and let me know what you think of it, what you want to hear on future episodes. We're building up. We're getting to the point where I'm going to show you. We're going to get into the day I started on my journey of losing 120 pounds, reversing six life-threatening diseases in just six months, how it all happened step-by-step. We're leading there. We're getting up to that. And then later on, on future episodes, we're going to talk about to all kinds of experts and friends of mine that are doctors and nutritionists, health enthusiasts, coaches, Other people that have went through amazing transitions, transformations, like I did. Because I'm not the expert. I can tell you how I did it. But I can't tell you why I did it. Because I'm not really interested in that part of it personally. I'm interested in hearing my friends talk about how they know how it happened or know why it happened. I'm interested in the how. I can teach you how to lose weight because I did it. I can teach you how to lose 20 pounds, 40 pounds, 60 pounds. I can teach you how to lose 120 pounds. I can teach you how to reverse, how I reversed liver disease. I did it, so I can teach you the how of it. But the why of it, later on, we're going to talk to some really amazing experts, some celebrities, people you probably heard of and you know. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, hope hope you like this. Even though we're going to deal with times of things that seem not so fun, you know, you may hear me break down in this journey because it's, This is very emotional to me to be able to sit here and explain and talk about things that, that, that I, in my life, never, like I never thought I would be sitting at my desk. I come from a, a, a family that they didn't cry. They didn't hug each other. They didn't break down. And after this journey that I've went through, I am a changed person, not just physically, but also inside me. Like I'm more compassionate. I have more empathy. Not that I ever didn't, but I cry sometimes. I break down for sometimes no reason at all. Like I never understood for years why my wife would just break out and start crying. And she didn't want me to give her a reason to stop crying. She just wanted to cry and wanted to just go through it. And I understand where she's coming from now. 
And we're going to talk a lot about this. So there's going to be times when we have to talk about the serious stuff. We have to be emotional. We have to be vulnerable. And I don't necessarily want to talk about those things, but we have to talk about those things, guys. So just prepare, buckle up. We're just getting started. The next episode, we're going to talk all about my college years that brought me love. You're going to learn exactly how I learned how to cook because it's not what you think. I was learning barbecue from a young age, but I didn't really know how to cook. And once I learned how to cook, that I learned from a really strange place, I learned how to cook in a really weird way, even though I went to culinary school now after this, how I actually learned how to cook good food, you're going to be surprised and it's a funny, funny story and it's a fun journey about how it happened and it involves my wife who I didn't even know until college that I met the first day of college and we're going to talk all about that in the next episode. So guys, stick with me, subscribe. I hope this is going to be uh, fun for you like it is for me. And we're all going to learn together in this. So on the next episode, join me. It's going to be a lot of fun. Take care, everybody. Make it a great day. Enjoy your day. Have a good one. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to The Next Thing Smoking with Brian Rogers and Friends. We hope you've learned something significant today. We will try to bring you consequential and fun listening every show. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and our newsletter on brianrogers.com. Plant-based barbecue and more is the way to healthy eating and lifestyle. Learn ways to implement these principles and skills from the expert who's been through it all, Brian Rogers. Thank you for listening. Signing off from Colorado.